This is a Triple J podcast. Here we are, the crunch point of the year. G'day, I'm Dave Marchese. This is Hack, and it's our last week on the radio for the year, but it's not the last week of the podcast. You're going to have the podcast all through summer, uh, all into early next year. We'll be with you the whole way. But to mark our last week on radio, we're doing a big kind of look back on the year that was. And we normally save it for Fridays, but we've decided let's do five shake-ups in a row. So every day this week is a shake-up. We're loving it. It's going to be huge. Looking back at the year that was, on today's podcast, we're talking pop culture, biggest trends, personalities, social media moments. Here's a taste. Hack. Did the girls of summer save the U.S. economy? Taylor Swift is officially a Kansas City chief wag. You guys ever think about dying? Four relatives came to lunch. Only one would survive. They've heard knocking. And you know Gwyneth, she has to just be the bigger person. Just be like, I wish you well, Terry. (laughs) But I kind of love her for this. On Triple Jack. Yeah, is that ringing a few bells for you? What were your biggest pop culture moments of this year? The one thing you still can't get out of your head. You're thinking about all the time. You can't believe it was actually a moment. You can't believe it actually happened this year. It feels like ages ago. Message in, call in, let us know. But time to meet our shake-up crew for today, and it's going to be a really good time, is all I'm going to say, because we've got two really good people. They're tapped in. They're across it all. First, drag artists, et cetera, et cetera. How are you feeling? I'm so good. I think really good people is kind of subjective. I'm an I'm an okay person morally, but oh. I have a great time. Oh, okay. You know? That's, that's good a, to know. It's important. Oh, oh, yeah, good to clear that up, actually. M. Gillespie, Deputy Editor at the Daily Oz, how would you describe yourself? Um, usually okay. <laughs> Reliable sometimes. Usually okay. Always seeking approval. You know, once mm. I described a friend as fair and I meant it like, oh, you're such a fair person or whatever. And they're like, that's the most beige compliment you could give someone. Yeah. Mm. You're a fair person. And I thought, oh, I thought it was a nice thing to say. It's like saying, oh, Dave Marchese, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all right. Hey, what are your thoughts on 2023? Early thoughts? Because we are wrapping up the year this week, a whole bunch of shake-ups. We're del- delving into all the different elements. Etc. You said something interesting on social media I saw from yesterday where you said it was interesting being a drag artist right now, especially this year, making and creating in such a turbulent time. What did you mean by that? I think this year uh, the media and politically drag artists have kind of been put at the middle of a lot of conversations where we've been attacked by right-wing conservatives and by, you know, um, religious fundamentalists. I mean, they couldn't have picked a worse group of people to give attention to because we love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but it was it was interesting to go out there and do your job this year where it felt like for the first time in a long time people were kind of turning against drag as a tool to bring joy and, you know, drag races winning Emmys, but people were calling in and boycotting events and drag conventions and... Um, it was two extremes, right? Yeah. Is what it seemed like. Most most people that you meet, they love drag and they understand the joy that it can bring and, and how it is a tool politically to communicate our stories and, and our experiences as queer people and then other people just seemed to be very violently opposed to it. And it was interesting to feel that energy working and operating as someone who dresses up in costumes this year because you'd I'd look at what I was dressing up 
up as. I was like, I'm a giant caterpillar today, <laughs> but this is really threatening someone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of internal and external conflict this year, but I, I, I didn't have a physical fight yet. Um, maybe okay. we can have that today. Well, let's hope not. I mean, it might happen. We can't rule anything in or out, I guess, but let's hope not, etc. We've had we've had great times so far, haven't I, we? I don't know, but we could change that up. I'm all, I'm all in for like switching dynamics. You're like a bit yeah. of conflict, et never goes astray. You'd had fair time. Yeah. That was the description <laughs> yeah. I believe. Em, what about in terms of news? Like as a journalist, looking back at 2023 overall, impressions, What it, like, is it one that's going to stick with you for a while? Yeah, I hope not. Um, it's been a hard year and, you know, you would know better than anyone else, Dave, that it's been particularly the last six months just really exhausting. We went from a referendum into a global conflict. It's been pretty yucky. People have said and done horrible things to each other. I, for one, am looking forward to a break from the news cycle. Mm. But that's also why I love pop culture so much. And, you know, people might be listening and thinking, oh, pop culture, pop culture is dumb. It's not dumb. It's so comforting and it's such a sell for so many people to have these crazy lives of celebrities to sort of turn to when you just need a little bit of reprieve from the everyday. That's interesting. Etc. are you the same? Do you dive into pop culture? Is it something that you use as a bit of a, an escape? No, I'm actually entirely repelled by it. Oh, I find really? myself, I, I was saying this to Em before, I find myself like abstaining from most pop culture conversations <laughs> of current times instead going back to the 70s and being like, <laughs> what, what was Elizabeth Taylor doing? <laughs> Um, You're like, oh, that was really yeah. Back then, I'm just I'm just getting the gossip from the late '80s. That's yeah. I'm reading the the mags of the day, being like, what's going on? (laughs) That's so interesting. It's interesting that people can have different takes, and you'd find that amongst your friend groups as well. Some people fully into it, some people not. Whatever, though, there are some things that have happened this year that you couldn't miss. Whether you're into it or out of it, you couldn't escape them. Hack. 2023, year of the girl. Everything was about girls. And I'd like to keep it that way. On Triple J. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that 2023 definitely had a tone, a feeling. A lot of that did centre on big moments and conversations around women and girls. We're going to be getting into a lot of those over the course of this week as we unpack sport, politics, everything. We're talking pop culture now. And I want to know, what are the biggest pop culture moments for you, the things you're going to take away from this year. 0439757555, message in now, want to hear all your thoughts. There's probably a lot you've actually forgotten. So if you need a little bit of a reminder, here's Angel Parsons with a recap. Taylor might have dominated headlines in 2023, enough to be named Time's Person of the Year, but what else did the year dish up? Call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. So staying with Taylor, she entered her WAG era. The era's tour took the world by storm and Beyonce's renaissance became one of the top ten tours of all time. Yeah, you could say it was the year of the girly. This is my meal. I call this girl dinner. Girl dinner. Here is girl mats. If you pay cash, it's free. And we became obsessed once again with the girly in movie form. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. And where there's Barbie, there's Oppenheimer. We realise our scripts are basically asking the same question, which is, what if man has too much power? If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? TV also gave us some fungus zombies with The Last of Us. 
Which, of course, leads to... I need to stop calling Pedro Pascal daddy. It's becoming a problem. The entertainment world was also hit by writer's strikes. And we got a ton of celebrity docos. Tonight we bring you the story of how David Beckham became a global phenomenon. And speaking of celebrities, this year we also had that truly bizarre court case, Gwyneth's legal battle with the optometrist who accused her of injuring him in a skiing accident. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. And yeah, for something that just turned one, ChatGPT has packed a punch and made us all a little bit worried about the future of AI. What is your Roman Empire? I don't have a personal Roman Empire, as I am not a sentient being. Hack on Triple J. (laughs) (laughs) Chat GPT getting all the big questions this year. Can you believe all of that did happen over the past 12 months? Some of it feels like a lifetime ago. Let's unpack some of the big ones. With me on this pop culture shake-up, we've got performer, etc., etc., journalist M Gillespie. Uh, M, Taylor Swift, Times Person of the Year. Does that check out? Absolutely. I loved seeing the internet lose <laughs> its mind over this one. The constant kind of downplaying and undermining and making young women feel bad about themselves for being obsessed with her. But if anyone is the person of this year, isn't it her? I mean, from an economic perspective, from a cultural perspective, even from a sports perspective, there has been no avenue of the culture that she has not influenced in 2023. That's the weird thing about Taylor this year has just stretched across all of these different parts of society and culture. The other nominees, by the way, for Times Person of the Year this year were the Hollywood Strikers, also Xi Jinping, leader of China, Barbie, Sam Altman, the open AI guy, Vladimir Putin, King Charles. So it was up against some serious competition, etc. What did you think with the whole Taylor situation this year? It was huge. Well, I personally thought I should be Times Person of the Year, but I think <laughs> I that every that. year. Have, I they, knew have that. they had a non-binary Person of the Year yet? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, I think uh, they should. Well, let's get them on the phone. <laughs> hello, hello, Miss, Mr. or Mrs. Time. The producer Hannah's time. on it. She's got time Thank on you. the line. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> um, look, Taylor Swift, I think she is fun. Um, she's not my cup of tea, and mm. as I say that, someone is doxing me online and yeah, threatening to fire bomb my house. Good luck with that, because um, as we found out this year, if you if you're not a Taylor fan and you go up against one, yeah. be prepared for a serious fight. Well, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just I haven't delved into the culture yet. But this year, I think I was forced to. It was like uh, that scene in Clockwork Orange. My eyes were open, <laughs> and I was watching a world that I'd never thought actually existed. And um, it was wonderful. I think there were certain certain things. About about it, young girls feeling really empowered, um, older girls feeling <laughs> really empowered. I just think it's wonderful to see a cultural shift to pop music and culture that people enjoy actually being celebrated on a widespread scale because there's nothing wrong with enjoying something that you like. It's interesting that you say that you hadn't really been in the discussions around it before, but this year you felt like you were thrown into it. And I feel like so many other people would be in the same situation. And maybe they were lining up to get tickets online in all those queues, trying to get tickets and 
a couple of years ago, weren't interested in Taylor at all. I noticed that they're having this big, um, which people might have heard of, um, Swift Posium, this big conference. I think it's in Melbourne where they've got all these (laughs) academics from around the world. Three-day academic conference to illuminate Taylor Swift's global impact ahead of the Errors tour. And they were very strong to point out that she won't be there. They're like, please, no, Taylor will not be at conference. (laughs) Good to put that in there. Do do you think that a lot of people, Emma, are surprised by just how influential this one artist is and how that has really escalated? And do you think this is the the peak of Taylor that we're seeing now? Yeah, I mean, I think Taylor said it herself in the Time interview that she is at her peak or this is the happiest she's ever been, the most she's ever been working. I think it just says something about fan culture and maybe that fan culture has grown up a little bit and matured a little bit, that people are more accepting of all of the facets of success and fan culture, that, you know, we can have universities running these events, this symposium, which is not the first of its kind in the world, I found out when we covered it at the Daily Oz. There had been other ones in America. But, you know, power to the people. She's a woman who is absolutely killing it. Her concerts in the US have recorded seismic activity, so there's the geological influence as well that we can't avoid. It's also the year that I tried to stop saying that I'm not really a Swifty because I just thought, <laughs> what's the point? I mean, there's always going to be someone who's more of a Swifty and less of a Swifty than you. Someone on the text line says, everything I learn about Taylor Swift and Jada Pinkett Smith this year has been involuntarily. Oh, Jada. <laughs> Another person says, between Taylor, Barbie and the Matildas, I know I'm going to be looking back on 2023 as the year. That one was from Lizzie. Yeah, Barbie, another interesting cultural phenomenon this year, etc. Thoughts on the Barbie explosion and what we saw? Were you kind of wrapped up in that? Because it was all happening before the film came out, right? That was the huge thing. The film, no one had even seen the movie yet. Oh, I've Barbie has been my girl. Like, she has been in my corner for years. And even hearing that this film was a possibility, it was it was like I, I was just getting ready for it. It was like, um, it's actually like I was fasting for a long period of time. I actually tried to, like, <laughs> remove my body from all kinds of situations where I would experience beauty and glamour so that when I watched it, I would experience it at full throttle. <laughs> and when I went into that, um, the Dendy Newtown cinema um, at a certain time and I watched that movie... I was like a Tuesday at like 8 p.m. My mind was blown. Oh, it really took me to another planet. That's so yeah, good to really hear. Good. Were you just as caught up in it, Em? Yeah, I think anything that unites people in this fragmented, sad world is worth celebrating. And I was hardcore into the Barbie hype from as early as kind of like October, November last year. Because you're right, Dave, the hype train started moving well before the trailer had even dropped. Once we knew that there was even a flicker of an idea of this movie, people ran with it. But I also enjoyed the kind of reclaiming of Barbie by younger generations. There was a bit of confusion that you could see in kind of Gen X's and older about, well, hang on, haven't we been telling young girls and young people their whole lives that Barbie's really problematic? Mm. But then to kind of see all of these different groups of culture reclaim what Barbie means to them and to see that message asserted in the movie. That was a really happy story of the year, I think. We hit on this a little bit earlier, but were you surprised that there was such a big focus on women, girls empowerment this year just across the board? Like it just seems to be the central theme of 2023 in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was a real celebration of 
all things feminine and I think overdue, I hadn't really taken stock of how much had happened until we were sort of chatting about mm. today and what we were going to talk about. And, yeah, I've had fun with it this year and I'm glad. We're talking about biggest pop culture moments on the Shake Up this week. We've got Shake Ups all week on Hack, breaking down the biggest issues, stories, moments of 2023. It's been a huge year. Let us know what your biggest pop culture moment was, the thing that you're going to take with you from this year, the thing that you can't get enough of or the thing you really want to leave behind. Message in on the text line 0439757555. There's also a big focus on celebrity stories this year, especially docos, right? And we had Taylor Swift, Pamela Anderson, Sylvester Stallone, Robbie Williams, the Beckhams, obviously huge. Was there any one of those that you were caught up in, et cetera, or that you really you really loved? I really loved the Pam Anderson documentary. Yeah. That one really struck me. I think it was really like raw and stripped back and the fact that like her kids had a role in making it as well. It was something that felt really authentic about, you know, an actress's story that I feel like hasn't been fully told and explored, especially to like this new generation of streaming mm. that might not know about her work. Um, and to drag queen, she's like the ultimate glamour girl. <laughs> so I was watching that being like, it's so nice to see a role model and someone you look up to also having this really deep and complex story. I just like fell in love with her. The, um, the other interesting thing that people have taken away from all these docos is that like I've heard it described as sanitised celebrity storytelling and people saying it's actually a little bit problematic to have all of these people telling their own stories in their own way without any kind of um, reflection on some of the, um, you know, shadier moments of their uh, their lives or things they'd rather forget, like it, particularly with the Beck we were talking about David Beckham rushing over the affair and that sort of thing. Did you have any thoughts on that, Em? Yeah, I think it's always worth flagging when a celebrity is sort of in this really raw, stripped back environment, but are executive producer and have creative control over the product. So it can be while like the Pamela Anderson one was really vindicating because she had this kind of horrific narrative her whole life about this sex tape. Then you've got the Beckhams, which I loved and enjoyed every second. Oh, everyone was across but that one. I think worth having a bit of cynicism about because it's the Beckhams at the end of the day deciding what narrative they put out in a very highly produced several part series on Netflix and of course the world's going to fall in love with them. Of course we love the romance, the love story, the nostalgia, the Spice Girls, I guess the soccer if that's what you're into. <laughs> but I mean yeah, that, it's not really a hundred percent the real version of events is it we didn't go into the cheating saga someone on the text line saying why aren't we talking about the matildas well don't worry we are going to be talking about the matildas tomorrow and this is the thing we've got the shake-ups all week and tomorrow we're focusing particularly on sport but the, something like the matildas crosses a few boundaries because that was a huge pop culture moment as well like every what the merch was hardcore. sold out yep. hardcore crazy how people were obsessed so much. Chat GPT, sorry, but that just overtook everything. Were you on board, etc.? Have you been using Chat GPT to help you out with some of your shows and plan a little bit and get a few lines? We actually we had a little bit of um, a drag queen getaway a couple of weeks ago. We all went to a what castle. does that involve? Well, we just we all we only see each other in, in clubs all dressed up, you know. So we like to go away and strip it all back like Pamela Anderson and um, <laughs> just like Pamela. Yeah, and we and we rented a beach house on the south coast and um, we went down there. And one of our friends used Chat GPT to write a script starring all of us, and then we had to. 
get up and act it out. And can I just say, it, I've laughed so hard that I ruptured my spleen. Like I feel, not literally. <laughs> oh, no, whoa, I was doc, like, can doctors at home, some sit here. down. <laughs> um, but it was, it was so funny, but also so scary. And I was like, for a second, I was like, I'm going to lose my job. There's going to be an AI drag queen very oh. soon, you know, up on those stages. Perfect. And also a bit uncanny valley, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little bit, a little bit weird. It'll be like a drag would be like slay sister, work the, work the world boots. Slow blink. Yeah. Oh, I think slow this blink. is the battle we've all been having, right? With AI, this technology is learning how amazing it can be and help us out so much, right? So useful. Everyone's jumping on. Oh, that made it hundred times easier. But then also reflecting at the same time on what that could mean for your future your jobs, your prospects. Em, surely that's a discussion you've all been having. I think I feel a little bit better about ChatGPT since trying to get it to write some jokes. I was trying to write some funny copy about Movember and I was like, give me a moustache joke. And there was literally, it was just so embarrassing for ChatGPT. I got the ick, like it was just bad. And then we tried to get it to write a video script that was also... died in the butt and I just thought, okay, I think the first jobs to go are not going to be ones that require any kind of like editorial integrity or creativity or comic timing. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Accounting, maybe. I'm so sorry for accountants. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like there was so much weird news out in 2023, right? But there were definitely some stories that were stranger than others. This case is just crazy at the moment. My penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatised. She'd urged (laughs) me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. You want me to put that on my todger? On Triple J. (laughs) Prince Harry. We'll never forget that book and those sentences. I don't want to hear todger ever, ever again. Come on. We've already covered some of the big names, big events, but there were particular stories that had us hooked, hanging on every update. And they really supported that idea, that old saying, that fact is stranger than fiction. 2023 on TikTok brought us beige flags. We all learnt what a capybara is. And finished the year off with some awards night awkwardness. Wow, stop playing with me. (laughs) Had a hard launch this week, mate. Don't know if you caught the news. That was not flirting, (laughs) that was flattery. And we were captivated this year by some pretty bizarre news stories. Now a tiny, potentially deadly radioactive capsule that was lost in the Australian outback more than two giant Chinese balloon that had been floating across parts of the United States has been shot down. Tonight, a bed bug infestation sweeping through Paris and anxiety quickly rising. And perhaps nothing had our attention more than something happening 4,000 metres below the ocean's surface. So terrifying because the clock is really ticking. If that sub is still intact and those passengers are still alive, they have less than two days' worth of oxygen left on board. For five days of searching came the news nobody wanted. US authorities confirming the missing vessel had imploded, instantly killing everyone on board. Staying out at sea, we also saw a bunch of anti-capitalist killer whales staging an orca uprising. By 2023, there were as many as 207 recorded interactions, which sank at least three yachts. And in what felt like a bit of a sci-fi movie, the US government got grilled about claims of covering up knowledge on UFOs. We begin with that historic UFO hearing on Capitol Hill today, as we just said, the bipartisan push for trans... And here in Australia, one of the most fascinating, the case of a deadly mushroom poisoning in Victoria. 
This investigation has been subject to incredibly intense levels of public scrutiny and curiosity. I cannot think of another investigation that has generated this level of media and public interest. And surely we can't not talk about Musk versus Zuck. He said he'd be up for a cage match if Zuckerberg is. Coordinate a fight at Rome's historic Coliseum. <laughs> I'll go to him into fighting using taunts. It might work. Yeah. Hack on Triple J. Yeah, Angel Parsons, some of the weirdest stuff that got everyone talking in 2023. What was your bizarre pop culture pick for this year? Message in. People are already flicking through messages. Someone says, the mushies got me this year. Another person, yep, the mushroom story, absolutely wild. The orca whales, tipping yachts was the best thing this year, says someone else. Let's ask the Shake Up crew. We've got entertainer, etc., etc., and journalist M. Gillespie. M, strangest news story of the year. Oh, I mean, it's not been a good year to be a beef wellington uh, regarding the mushroom situation. That one really captured the imagination. My news story that I didn't expect probably came out of the writer's strike, the fact that it was the renaissance of Fran Drescher because she's the president of SAG-AFTRA, the actors' union. The nanny. And the nanny named Fran turned like union queen fighting for thousands of underpaid extras on the streets on the picket line. I really appreciated that. Etc. What was your pick of the stranger thing that happened this year? Did you hear the news story about the woman that her car broke down in like rural Australia and she was stranded for five days and the only thing she had was a bottle of wine because she was driving to like a dinner party and so she survived on a single bottle of wine in the Australian <gasps> outback for five days when they found her. They just found her with like an empty bottle of wine like wandering around in the bush. It's actually ringing a bell. Yeah, I'm feeling I like I did. I was obsessed with it. Oh buried somewhere gosh. so deep down for me and I am loving the reminder. <laughs> that was such a niche one, but a good one. And I think it represents so much about us as a country, yeah. you know, and I want to, if I was in that situation, I hope I have a bottle of wine. I can't believe <laughs> I had forgotten that. But, yeah, it, it, that's true. Woman survived on wine during five days stranded in Australian bush. BBC headline. Good recall there, etc. Thank et you so much. I the, hope she's listening. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe you can text in if you are. <laughs> the Titanic submersible story. Like, tragic, but it just turned, it morphed into something else, right, and crossed all these boundaries. And then there were memes popping up, all this dark humour. It was chaotic. People really latch on to these. Every now and again, a few times a year, we have just something so, so, so strange that it's unbelievable. And in a world of news, this 24-hour news cycle that we're constantly being bombarded with information, when something like that cuts through and you can't really explain it other than it's just really weird, it unites us collectively in the same way that like the Matildas united us for good, the submersible, the mushrooms probably united us for worse. The one thing that was getting us talking in the hack office were all of those alien investigations in the US when they found those non-human being remains in Peru. And, Did you see the photo? And the photo mm-hmm. and they're saying, oh, one third of their DNA is unknown. And we were just captivated by this story, right? There was so much weird stuff this year that just kept popping up. Do you think, et cetera, the world is getting weirder? 
I was just going to say one third of my DNA is not my own, but that's okay. I picked it up along the way. Um, I think the world the world is um, getting weirder because we're getting weirder. I think with all of the stuff that I don't think humans were meant to know as much stuff as we do, and knowing as much stuff, I feel like we're entering this chaotic phase where people are too aware, and so new storylines are emerging. It's kind of like entropy, if that's the right word. Any physicists on the line? Um, I know it from that one song, that one Muse song. Um, but, you know, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like it's just because things, there's so much going on, everyone knows about it. It's kind of bouncing off the walls and we're like in a game of pinball where we can't stop. Was that a good answer? That was a great answer and summed it up because I have felt like that all year. These headlines kept popping up that were just so ridiculous, like the Elon versus Zuckerberg fight and then that was going to happen in the Coliseum. And I think it's just always (laughs) nice to know that there are weirder people than us. Like the fact that Austin Butler was stuck in an Elvis impersonation. (laughs) Despite his beauty and his riches, he's still weird. Do you know what I mean? Jada Pinkett Smith, weird. It's good for us to not be the weirdest. So were you excited for pop culture in 2024? Etc. Um, I'm only excited no, not to really. see. Well, I'm excited. Like, to as see I said, where... I'm excited for 1974. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to see where I can be part of the story. I feel like this year I really <laughs> sat back and like let everyone else have their moment. But I feel like 2024 we're going to be discussing me. Yeah, you're like I'm a yeah. bit over shake-up. that strategy. I'd rather be front and center. We're not yeah. going to have that much TV to talk about next year, so I think it will be your year, etc. Like That's the writers' true. strike and the actors' strike. The full impacts of that aren't really going to trickle down until 2024. So when we're sitting around desperate for something new to watch, I think we should just go to et cetera's Instagram. True. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll start building the submarine now. Oh, you know, we'll just... too soon. Too <laughs> Makes soon. Makes one physics reference. And just quickly, Emma, are you excited? Always excited. Always, Always excited. excited. Well, hey, a huge thank you. Artist, performer, et cetera, et cetera. Deputy Editor at The Daily Oz, M Gillespie, thank you. Thank you. So fun to break down the year of pop culture. Appreciate your takes as always. Thanks, et cetera. Have a great holiday period. Hack on Triple Jack. And that is all we've got time for on the shake-up for today. But luckily, the shake-up is back tomorrow. We're going to be focusing on sports, the biggest moments over the past year in sport. Matildas, netball, cricket, uh, pay disputes, big wins, big losses. We've got Lavender Bai, Josh Garlop on Sports Nuts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay listening for that. I'll catch you.